welcome to the Wealth Enterprise Briefing. Hi, everyone. I'm Michael Zerner, one of the managing partners at We Family Offices. Thanks for tuning in to the Wealth Enterprise Briefing. I'm joined today by Sam Sudami, our head of Global Macro, and we're going to talk a little bit as we enter 2024 uh, into some of the key macro themes facing investors as we exit 23 and start a new year. And Sam, what a what an exit we had! It was quite a historic fourth quarter, uh, and perhaps one that many people were not expecting, driven by hope, uh, significant hope for rate cuts and potentially uh, hype around AI. So before we get to 24 and looking forward, just give us your snapshot view of what happened in the fourth quarter of 23 in the capital markets. Sure. So thank you, Michael. So the final quarter of 2023 was very strong. And it really started with investors' outlook for monetary policy. The Fed communications had shown that they were going to stop their rate hikes, then pause rate hikes, and then move to rate cuts. And then with those rate cuts in mind, the markets just took off. And that's really what drove that spectacular gains we had at the end of last year. And and as we entered 24, that seems to have reversed quite a bit. Yes. So first, let's talk about growth expectations. So the expectation coming into 2024 is that U.S. growth will slow due to the lagged impacts of tighter monetary policy. The growth estimates for this year are ranging from 0.5 to 1.5% with a decent possibility of mild recession. But what we have seen in uh, these last few weeks is that manufacturing is soft but might be bottoming. Industrial production data so far has shown manufacturing has started to tick upwards. Real estate is adding to economic growth. Real estate had detracted for a while due to higher interest rates. Now we're starting to see it add to economic growth. Very recently, U.S. home builder sentiment in January improved noticeably and permits have increased. CapEx have been decent. So economic growth so far coming into 2024 has been better than expected. The Atlanta Fed GDP now, which is a current pulse of U.S. growth, has been moving upward, upward to 2.4%. I think a major reason for this is the jobs market. So the expectation for this year is that the labor market will soften with unemployment rising to four to four and a half percent. But so far, employment data has come in much better than expected. The U.S. economy last month had its biggest monthly gain of jobs in three months. The unemployment rate has stayed at a very low 3.7 percent. And very importantly, wage gains have come in at 4.1% year over year, which is very healthy. Yesterday, initial jobless claims came out, and it was one of the lowest recorded since 1967. So jobs and income growth are key. It supports consumption, and the economy can continue to grow. The consumer drives nearly 70% of the U.S. economy, and it is holding up well. 
Consumer sentiment as a result has increased markedly. The other day we saw December retail sales number. They were very good and much better than expected. So contrary to the economic uh, growth outlook we had coming into this year, the economy has held up surprisingly well. And that has major implications for inflation and interest rates. So those implications, I take it, Sam, are that inflation could potentially stay elevated, certainly above the Fed's target, which then uh, implies that the Fed may not be cutting rates anytime soon, which potentially puts downward pressure on equity markets uh, and certainly puts upward pressure on rates in the bond markets. Uh, a little a little bit counterintuitive, right? Because it's good news that the economy is healthier than people thought. It's good news that consumers are holding up, but bad news potentially for the capital markets in the yes. short term. So, you know, it's almost a tug of war. So the first is looking at inflation. So core inflation is stubbornly coming down. The expectation is that it will come down to the Fed's target by the end of this year. But it should fall based on rents. But what we've seen is that wage growth has been pretty good. Wage growth holding up consumption. We, had, we saw core CPI in December rise at the slowest pace since mid-2021 on a 12-month basis. Core producer price inflation increased better than expected. The major risk is that inflation reaccelerates. As a result, the Fed will remain cautious on rate cuts, we believe. But the markets coming into 2024 believed that the Federal Reserve will cut interest rates six times starting in March. And this helped underpin that the terrific gains we saw at the end of 2023. But I think the Fed is likely to stay on hold until they see clear signs of inflation falling. So on one hand, rate hikes have likely ended, and that's the good news. However, with economic numbers coming in better than expected, I do not believe the Fed will, begin, will be cutting rates six times this year, and very unlikely to happen in March. In fact, the market outlook for March rate cut has fallen steadily. At the end of last year, it was almost a certainty that the Fed will be cutting interest rates by March. Now it's about 50%. The market has really pulled back those expectations. And as a result, interest rates, which were down sharply through November and December of last year, have started to rise. So, so Sam, what that might suggest, and we haven't even talked about the elevated level of geopolitical risk, and certainly in the first few weeks of 2024, we've seen geopolitical risk rise, most notably in the Red Sea, right, uh, uh, with the tax on global shipping lanes. And that's certainly there's a direct line between potentially reduction and challenges in global shipping uh, to the global economy, to corporate earnings, et cetera. That, that hasn't necessarily worked its way 
in a meaningful way into the capital markets. But but there are some potential geopolitical shoes that could drop. Uh, and then you overlay on that the fact that uh, the expectation of rate cuts uh, is getting pushed back. Looks like potentially some rocky times in the in the capital markets uh, for the near term. I think medium to longer term, right? Maybe less so, but for the near term, uh, could be some tough sledding. Yes, and that's because of the tug of war that happens with interest rates. So on one hand, you can have geopolitical risk causing a flight to safety, pulling interest rates down. There's expectations coming into this year that rates would be falling. But then on the other hand, you have economic numbers which are coming in better than expected, which can keep rates higher than expected. So it's that tug of war between the two. So for an investor, staying invested for the long term is always a smart move. But in the short term, to the extent that there are asset decisions to be considered, to be deployed, uh, potentially staying relatively safe, hanging out in treasuries or short duration, uh, very high quality bonds is not a terrible place to hang out is, is what I think you would conclude, uh, at least for the time being. Core fixed income is a very good place to be when it's rocky outside and the interest rates are pretty good. So it's a good place to hang out. Okay, great. Thank you, Sam. That uh, sounds like a familiar theme. We've been talking about that for quite some time and uh, appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Michael.